for pennies. Crypto for pennies. Crypto for pennies. Crypto for pennies. You are now tuned in to Crypto for Planners. All financial advisors are welcome to Crypto for Planners. Crypto for Planners. Welcome back to the update with the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning industry. I'm Justin. I'm backing in with Steve. We're excited to um, have a year-end uh, approach to this podcast. We're excited for what the year has offered and um, kind of give some some cool things for, for what's ahead. We are very excited, uh, particularly because ETH is back over 4,700. <laughs> <laughs> heading towards 5,000 where it belongs and where it's going to be shortly. And so that is going to be fantastic to watch it break that barrier. But Justin, we are not a price update podcast. So let's no, move on but, to the topic. Let's be honest. Your, <laughs> your, 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 your demeanor is definitely better. The podcast is better when, when ETH is up. So anyways. it is. Maybe we just need to record. We only should record when it's up. I think that's the new, <laughs> that's our new bit. Fair enough. The, the users, users demand it. So no, um, we have, we have a, a really good article. Actually, it's a podcast um, to share with you guys today for the update. Um, it comes to us from the Irrelevant Investor Podcast. So uh, many of you might know Michael Batnick um, from, he's a CFA. And uh, he has a podcast um, that he did, and he recently featured um, the Index Co-op, or is it Coop? I'm not <laughs> sure. What? How do we say this? Yeah, it could, it could be either. I, you know, I've listened to multiple podcasts where they've said it both ways, and the one the one I listened to most recently, they actually said uh, they said Index Co-op, and I thought, okay, I'm going with Co-op. And then a few weeks ago, I actually had a conversation with one of the major contributors contributors at the Index Co-op. And he was calling it the index coop. And I said, oh, wait a minute. Okay. I thought I just learned this. And he said, eh, even people internally say it both ways. So it can go either <laughs> so way. We're, so, we're, yeah. we're safe to, to use both. Okay. Well, so we can to me, screw it up to our heart's content. Yes. And I don't think they're going to get mad at us. Right. Just to, to date myself. Every time I hear coop, I think of the movie Basketballs. So Ooh, solid. I'm, I'm going to try to say co-op just to keep things respectable. Well, I think of Winnie Cooper, so I'm going to keep saying Coop. Wow, that's even older. Kids, there's a show called The Wonder Years (laughs) that used to be on. Um, But yeah, no, so actually it's it's a good background to – what is the index co-op? Because the, the podcast did a really good job of introducing people to uh, what this is, but uh, many of our listeners might not even know what, what is index co-op? Yeah. So the high level is that it is a online community that is putting together indexes for investors to invest in crypto. So let's break that down a little bit. The first thing to understand about the index coop is that it's a DAO, right? So if you've been listening to this podcast, you at least are familiar with the term, if still not clear what a DAO actually is, but they have put this together through the power of a DAO and are widely considered from the sources I listen to one of the most organized and efficient DAOs out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, um, they they seem to have um, a, a lot of really sharp people, infrastructure, efficiencies, um, and, and best of all, they have put together um, some... Uh, collection or basket of crypto projects um, into various categories. So that the, the most famous one was their DeFi um, index that they they offered. And that was honestly my first experience with them um, was learning about um, their their DeFi index product, um, the yeah. DeFi Pulse index actually. Yeah. And there's a few there's a few pieces to that we're gonna break down here in just a little bit because it's it's just 
it, we haven't simplified it yet in crypto. It's still complicated, like the traditional world to bring a product to market. But uh, what, what's exciting is the DAO structure is they just have hundreds of contributors. Um, I've been through their DAO a little bit, looked at some of their docs. It appears they reward kind of their four top contributors, almost like an executive committee that people that started mm-hmm. it in index tokens, which is how the DAO is governed. But then they're also giving them out to hundreds more contributors, uh, many of which who have been in touch with the planner DAO about looking for ways where we can work together. Yeah, no, it, it, there's there's hopefully lots of synergies um, to, to come with that. Um, but let, let, let's shift real quick to the, this, this indexing. So, um, you know, what, you mentioned it's not easy. It's still complicated. How, how would a person, a client um, that you run into, how would they invest in these things? Is it just as simple as logging on to Coinbase and selecting the index DeFi pulse? Well, let's, let's take a step back even farther because I, I think we need to look at traditional indexes and how we manage them in our practice to really make the parallels here. So um, I, in my practice, we, of course, use primarily uh, index ETFs for equities, um, a fair amount of bond ETFs. But again, it gets a little bit more complicated when you get to bonds. Uh, there are you know, some studies showing active management does just fine. And then you get outside of traditional you know, corporate bonds, and then it's harder to find indexes which, with as much credibility as maybe the egg has or something like that. Uh, and that's before we get into some alternative asset classes like real estate, um, precious metals, where certainly some of the non-traded products, uh, you know, might might be outperforming the indexes, and we at least need to take a look at them. So, in my practice, we use a lot of indexes, but but not a hundred percent up and down the board. Yeah, and and the the reason why is is because you know we um, you know we've been trained to look at cost effective ways to get exposure to different asset classes. Right. And so, um, you know, ETFs have eaten the world, um, you know, mutual funds are dead, long live, you know, the ETFs and we, we use them to gain exposure to a broad, um, you know, basket of, of stocks because, you know, do we really don't want to be picking winners between Apple and Samsung and Microsoft we we just simply want to own the the you know the entire category and so the the index gives us a cost effective sometimes tax efficient sometimes not way to to own exposure to those assets and that's really what the the index co-op or coop um ha- have done is they've given you the ability to have exposure to um some specific asset classes inside of crypto yeah so uh, a quick history on, on maybe some crypto indexes. So uh, Coinbase launched one, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago with much fanfare. Um, and then I know that I think it's Bitwise who has several out now. Um, Dow Jones is entering the space. Uh, there's a reason these all these didn't get traction is that is that they weren't really uh, implementable, for lack of a better term here. You mm-hmm. couldn't actually pull the trigger and invest in them. I think the Coinbase one, maybe you could. But what they're doing is they're picking things that aren't compatible with each other or not compatible the same wallet. And so, yeah, we may be getting a, a broad-based index for tracking a, a random price somebody put together, but you can't really buy it. And so what the index uh, coop came by and did is they changed that. They put it in one ticker, and now you can buy it. It looks a little different, but at least they made the first one that was widely implemented out in DeFi. Yeah, and and really, the again, the, the DeFi Pulse was... Um 
you know, was my first experience as you were, um, you know, growing in and seeing this expanding digital asset space. It was like, wow, there's this whole other world out there that I, I just simply, you know, didn't understand. There was new projects popping up all the time. And so just like we would see with, you know, something like healthcare uh, ETF or, um, you know, something that, that is just fast growing paced, uh, you know, ever changing environment, um, owning exposure to the index was a very sensible, logical, familiar way to invest in the space without having to truly dig and understand like what's the difference between compound and Ave and Bancor and balancer. And you know, what's the difference between, you know, Uniswap and sushi swaps, liquidity pool, blah, blah, blah. It's like that. This was a, a, a very simple, easy, efficient way to gain exposure to an asset class. Uh, and when I first learned about index coop was learning that they're different from DPI. They're different from the DeFi pulse index. So yes. first of all, if you want to look up the DeFi pulse index, it's DPI. You can look up that ticker on any major exchange or um, uh, automated exchange uh, and see what the current price is. So DeFi pulse put together the, the index, basically. So they had a website up saying, hey, here's our basket of X amount of tokens on the Ethereum network. Here's what they're worth. Uh, they're they're in DeFi. You know th these are decentralized finance tokens. Here's the value we're going to track. What they did is then partnered with the index Coop to then turn that into an index, into one ticker to distribute it. So now there's two parties, but they still needed the underlying technology because my understanding is the index Coop is a marketing and distribution arm for these products. Above all, mm -hmm. I know they do some other things as well. But that's their primary job. So they had to partner with a company called Set Labs, which is the creator of the Set Protocol. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that built the underlying technology that can take 20 tokens and turn them into one ticker so you can trade them uh, you know, super easily and super efficiently. They also built in what are called streaming fees in crypto. Um, to us, those are just fees or AUM fees <laughs> or basis points, but you know, they're, they're making up all these terms because they're not real familiar with how this works, um, which is kind of funny. And uh, so, so anyway, they built in fees for themselves, for the index coop, and for DeFi Pulse. Yeah, and, and um, you know, like we were talking about the the ability to um, track and own this basket, this collection is is the the technology problem that they solved. And again, that th these are directly on chain ownership. It's not, you're not owning like, like in a bitwise or something else where you're sort of owning a shell that sort of owns some other things. This is direct on chain ownership, correct? That is correct. And, and I think that's one of the main reasons it succeeded where Coinbase failed, which is yep. you had to open a Coinbase account and press buy there. And the people who were opening Coinbase accounts a year ago weren't there to invest for the long term. So right. there, and, and we're still seeing so much of that, obviously. But it's not sexy to down to, to get into crypto finally and then buy an index. So it, it, it nobody was really interested in doing that. They wanted the next hot thing. Whereas once DPI came along, um, a lot of these these people had been in crypto for many years and had wealth and did want to stick a good chunk of it into an index and something broad-based and something that, that's going to have a bit more diversification than just picking the next big thing. And so I think that's really what's differentiated it uh, you know, from past indexes. Yeah, and, and I think it, it 
it's a good segue into um, sort of answering the question of, of why, like why, why would you um, want to invest in in these indexes? And just to be fair, that the the newer one that that I'm even excited about too is is a metaverse index that they've added recently. It's an MVI um, ticker symbol, and it has exposure to um, different gaming, sports, entertainments, and um, you know infrastructure plays that are all in this new metaverse space so um you know it's it begs the question okay so why like like we were talking about earlier it it seemed almost counterintuitive if you know my my younger brother is 10 years younger and he wants to trade you know doge and and dog coins all day long like an index is the most boring idea ever for him like what why would someone want to invest in an index yeah well i think the answer is most people won't until we until we advise them to so uh although the indexes are doing great i think they absolutely have a ceiling until we get some more more wealth in there and some more planners in there uh but basically i think there's two reasons uh so one is once planners are able to do it compliantly it will be because they don't have the expertise be like hey you know i don't i don't know how I don't even know how to find a manager, a third-party manager, let, you know, let alone do it myself. So why don't I just grab some indexes? Uh, and that leads directly to the second point, which is, of course, for compliance, which is it gives mm-hmm. you something to point to to say, hey, these are the largest mainstream indexes available in crypto. It gives your compliance department something to archive, something to rest their, you know, their, their hat on. And it gives you a decent story for the client as well, that you're still using the same principles out in crypto that you've been using with them in their traditional portfolio for decades. Yeah. I, I find the, the, the most exciting use cases for diversification. Like we, you were saying, if you have seen, you know, your, your ETH grow significantly and you have, uh, you know, now a, a massive chunk of a concentrated position, um, you know, and again, we, we know this from, this is what we do traditionally. You know, if someone comes to us with a, concentrated stock position that you know may not make sense for the rest of their financial plan you know one of the things we look to do is to, is to find diversification for that because the the game has changed from wealth accumulation to now wealth preservation and you know we we know this from the traditional standpoint that 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 indexing these low cost ETFs give us the ability to do a better job of wealth preservation than simply continuously rolling the dice with this one position. Yeah, I think that's I think that is the main point because what these indexes bring more than anything is consistency. And that's what yep. you want to bring as a planner. So, you know, if you think about the S&P 500, okay, how is something added to the S&P 500? And a lot of advisors haven't you know, dove into that fine print on the S&P website. Well, it's a committee that just picks it right? <laughs> and they have some criteria and there's some, there's some market cap things and there's some sector things they're trying to hit. But at the end of the day, it's just a, a committee picking it. Like, well, that sounds a lot like active, manage- active management to me. I don't, I don't know about you. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the other thing to keep in mind is that's what's going to be happening in crypto as well. There, there's some rules, but at the end of the day, somebody's still picking these things. And even if there's rules, they're picking the rules and changing the rules, or at least they better be because things change in crypto so fast. So for example, yeah. DPI is fantastic, but it doesn't own anything in the metaverse. Like you said, it doesn't own any games. It's becoming a piece of the puzzle instead of a broad-based index. And so it, and so we're in this catch-22 where any index that is not flexible is going to miss out on some rapidly evolving sector that hasn't even been invented as of today. 
right? Or and if they're too active, right, then then they're going to be then they're just going to be another active manager. So that's what I have my eye on as far as watching the index space evolve and how do we get that consistency in in a sector that changes so rapidly. Yeah, I I think that uh, the index coop. Um, I hope you guys are keeping track of how many times I've changed um, saying Coop <laughs> Co-op. Um, that, that, that this truly is one of the um, developments that is built and made for um, fiduciary financial advisors. That this this um, makes just a ton of sense for us to understand and um, you know be be ready to deploy um in our practice so that that kind of is the the last segue is okay you know we always try to want to talk about what does this mean for your practice um so like we we said earlier you you can't you can't own it very simply there's there's no this isn't listed on schwab um so what what does it ultimately mean for your practice well uh, it depends on how you look at it today it ultimately ultimately means nothing because we can't really do anything with those indexes um but in the very, very near future, we will be able to. So, so obviously, understanding indexes and their long-term growth project, you know, prospects, their volatility is a huge part of what we do. It's a huge part of our job, not just as investment managers, but also as financial planners. And so the same is going to apply to crypto. However, what I would wrap up with here, Justin, is that the planner DAO will not be a bystander to the index game in crypto we will be actively involved. It can be anywhere from creating our own index to providing due diligence services on the existing ones to you know a, a, a menu or to even get involved in some of these DAOs that are creating the indexes and get involved as a DAO, you know, whether it's a partnership or our members or whatever. So this isn't something we're gonna stand by and watch be shaped when we are gonna be the primary implementers of these products. Yeah, that's, that, that is just another example of the planner DAO is full of some brilliant people um, that can help us enact the change to be the change that we want to see in the industry. Um, so yeah, shameless plug. If you haven't checked out the planner DAO in a little while, come. I'm sure there's a, there's always new exciting things um, happening. Um, any any uh, year end um, updates that we need to to know about, Steve? Uh, I don't think so in particular. Some uh, some of the uh, most active DAO members are going to get together in person here in a, in a couple of weeks, and actually everybody's going to meet each other for the first time. So that'll be exciting. And um, hopefully we'll come out of there with some momentum and some things to focus on uh, for 22, and we'll have some updates for you coming out of there. Awesome. Well, we thank you guys again for joining us, the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the world. Stay crypto, my friends. 